G'day guys, welcome to this episode of Walking with Pete. It's been a little while and I thought it was probably about time that I recorded another episode, so I jumped outside today. It's only about lunchtime, only just got out of bed. Sunday, had a cheeky sleep in, so that was good. Feeling a lot fresher. So, walking through the park at the moment, across the road, here in North Melbourne, and yeah, thought I would do an episode for you guys, so what to talk about today. Um, Recent news, I guess you've probably all heard about the Brexit that's been happening, or that's just occurred in Britain, so Brexit is how they've referred to Britain exiting the EU, and they've joined the words Britain and exit to write, or to, to make the word Brexit, and I'm kind of irritated because, so, the vote just won, I think it was 52% voted to leave, where 48% voted to remain in the UK, and even though I'm from Australia, I have um, British heritage, I guess you would say, and my mother was born in Britain on a holiday, so she has Britain citizen citizenship, and as a result, I have a British passport, but... Yeah, so I was always happy that I had a British passport because it allowed me to go to Europe and I could go and live in any of the countries in the EU, any of the, I think it was 27 before Britain left, 27 countries in the EU without a visa, without having to worry about any of that sort of stuff. But as a result of Britain leaving the EU, that passport is effectively going to become useless, at least in the next two years or so when their exit is finalised. So I won't be able to go to any of these countries. And Britain was kind of the one of those countries in, in Europe that was last on my list. I was much more interested in going to a lot of the other European countries like France or Spain, more so than Britain itself. So that's one of the things that's been happening recently in the news that's kind of been a bit of a shame, but we'll see what's happened. It's, it's interesting because... By the sounds of it, the majority who voted to leave Britain are actually the older generation. So they're all, I think, based on what I've seen on the news, I haven't looked into it too heavily, but it looked like, from what they were saying, the majority of leave voters, the people who voted to leave, were 65 years and older. So all the retired generation, those who don't work anymore, and the majority of those who voted to stay were, I think, under 30. I think 75% of the people who voted to stay were young Britain citizens. So it's a bit of a shame that we have these two demographics that are sort of opposing one another. So you have all the younger people effectively wanting to stay in the EU and all the older people wanting to leave the EU. And it's also sort of screwed up what's happening with Scotland being part of Britain as well. I don't think a single area in Scotland, not a single region voted to uh, leave the EU. And so that's going to be interesting in the future too, because Scotland may have now a referendum to try and leave the UK, the United Kingdom. And this could also set off a similar kind of thing happening with Northern Ireland, where they may want to try and reunify with Ireland again, so that both Ireland and Scotland can be somewhat independent countries and also remain within the EU while England can go and do whatever the hell it wants 
And if that happens, I am really hoping that I can change my my um, English passport somehow at the moment. I have no idea how this would work, but I would love to be able to make it Scottish or Irish or something instead. My UK British passport, it would be so much nicer if I could be of Scottish citizenship and be able to stay in the EU. Anyway, so that's one of the things that um, has been on the TV a lot here recently, obviously because Australia is an ex-colony of the UK and just because it's big news anyway. Aside from that, Australia is about to have a federal election, so I think it's next week, I think July the 2nd, I have to go and vote in this election. So there's three main parties. We have the Labour Party, which is sort of more worried about workers and and unions and workers' rights. And then you have the Liberals, who are the Conservative Party in Australia. And then a lot smaller, but still sort of becoming a a larger player these days in in the uh, political realm in Australia is the Greens. And they're sort of the environmentally conscious party in Australia that's you know, a lot more pro-LGBT rights and, um, you know, sustainable living, worrying about um, the environment a lot more than, say, the Liberals or Labor. And, I don't know, for me personally, I'm sort of over it. I can't... It's so painful watching TV these days and seeing just the same two leaders, Bill Shorten, who is the leader of the Labor Party, and Malcolm Turnbull, who is now the leader of the Liberal Party, just repeating the same rhetoric, the same arguments, the same points over and over again about how awful the other side of politics is and how awesome they are and, you know, how much in trouble the country is and how they're going to save the country. It's just, I get so overhearing them speak these days that I've kind of been somewhat disenchanted with the political process, especially in Australia. And the more you look into Australian politics, the more I think you will probably laugh your head off you'll you especially if you're from places like different countries in Europe I think America's kind of got a bit of a screwed up um political system and England's pretty pretty weird as well at the moment with their sort of um the opposing sides constantly at each other's throats but it seems Australia as well similar to America and England the opposite sides never agree on anything. They're just contrarians, I would say. They always take the opposing view of the other side of politics, even if they agree deep down, even if they agree with the point, they always take the opposing view because um, they want to win all the voters who disagree with, say, Labour. You know, Liberal will just disagree with whatever Labour says in order to get all the voters who hate Labour and, and just as bad, Labour will do exactly the same with the Liberals and take the exact opposite stance in order to get um, all of the anti-Liberal votes. And so, Australian politics is a bit of a joke at the moment. I think on, um, on the 2nd of July, I'm probably going to vote for an independent party. So, that's where you have just an independent person running to have a seat in, in, um, in the government. And I think... I think in Australia, a lot more people are starting to do that. They're starting to vote for the smaller parties. They want the the smaller parties to sort of gain in, in size and, and momentum and have a little bit more power over these larger two or three political parties that have just sort of really become quite detached from, I think, mainstream Australia, to be honest. It just it feels like they're just after power and 
yeah, it's just, it's so irritating. I'm so over it. <laughs> anyway, that's enough for me whinging today about Australian politics and about the Brexit. Aside from watching the news and being a little disenchanted and, and disheartened by that, I've been just trying to smash out the PhD recently, trying to work on that, write up some papers and get that done. Um, hopefully, I'm going to finish in December, but who knows, who knows. But the plan is to finish in December, and then I guess I have about two years to travel on my British passport before it becomes useless, so I'm debating doing that. And yeah, continuing the Aussie English podcast potentially overseas in Europe where I can keep doing what I'm doing and I guess fill you guys in and tell you about all the kinds of things that I do and see while I'm traveling around. Although I haven't really thought too much about it yet, but we'll see. Um, I've gotten back to the gym recently, so I took a bit of time off. I was a little depressed and having to deal with a lot of stress with um, university and doing my um, part-time job as well as learning languages. I just sort of ran out of time and it all got a bit much. So I sort of stressed out and stopped going to the gym and training. And it was kind of really funny because the less I trained, the more I kind of got depressed because you end up at home, you know, sitting around, not being active, eating, um, not taking care of yourself. And it's like this, what what I would call like a positive feedback loop where the more you do nothing, um, it leads to you feeling like crap, feeling depressed, feeling unhappy, which leads you to do even more um, nothing effectively. So you sit around, so you feel bad and you feel bad because you sit around. Anyway, so I dragged myself out of that recently and I'm feeling so much better. It had been probably four or five months since I'd really trained properly at the gym and trained, um, I do jiu-jitsu, which is a form of martial art where you use submissions to um, defeat your opponent. And I got back into that and not only, you know, I got to exercise again and feel feel really good in that aspect of um, my fitness and, and daily life, but I also got to reconnect and hang out with a lot of my friends again that I hadn't seen in quite a while. So, yeah, it was kind of funny to see how as soon as I dragged myself to the gym, you know, the first day I went there, I didn't really want to go. I knew I was going to be unfit and that I wasn't going to be able to necessarily fight very well in jiu-jitsu or um, do what I used to be able to do in terms of lifting weights. But despite that, you know, the first day was the hardest, dragged myself in and got back into it and felt amazing that night. So... It is so funny how it's sort of all in your head sometimes and you just, that first, that first day, that first time when you force yourself to do something that you don't feel like doing, quite often it can lead to you feeling so much better afterwards. So I was really happy I went through that and I'm trying to make it more regular and I feel like physical activity definitely keeps me sane. It definitely gives me a clear head and helps me sleep and I think the social side of it as well is just brilliant because I get to see a lot of people who I otherwise wouldn't get to see and being on your own, being solitary and loneliness kind of become addictive at times, whether or not you're sort of predisposed or suffering from depression, it can become pretty addictive to just do what you want to do all the time on your own. But when you can sort of separate yourself from that and, and force yourself to be social and everything, it, yeah, it leads to some, I don't know, it's, it's interesting and I'm, I'm happy I got back into it. 
So, yeah, the episode's probably gone long enough today. Um, I'm going to also try and do some more... I'm going to try and reformat Aussie English and... Excuse me. And do... Put together groups of episodes to... (laughs) You're all good. (laughs) You're all good, you're all good. (laughs) Getting attacked by a tiny little dog Uh, What was I talking about? I'm going to try and reformat Aussie English Where I'll get into a bit of a better rhythm And start releasing, say, an expression episode A pronunciation episode And an embarrassing English errors episode once a week And I'm going to try and make them sort of tie into one another So that For example, all the previous phrases I've explained or pronunciation things that I've explained in previous episodes, I'm going to try and sort of write it out and have it on a list in front of me when I write these episodes. And I'll try and use all the previous phrases that we have gone over as much as possible so that for you guys, you can just keep sort of practicing these things again and again and again. So I'm really hoping to sort of drive home... um, Aussie English and reinforce your learning by doing that and get a proper rhythm to it. At the moment, it's sort of just been anytime I have a good idea or I am really driven to record a bunch of episodes, I do it all at once and then I kind of just put them all up on the podcast. But that's probably not the best thing for me to do long term. It's a little harder to sort of continue at a steady rate. So I might try this for a while and we'll see how we go. But Yeah, definitely get in contact with me on on Facebook or on the website if you guys have any comments, any suggestions. If you're liking what the podcast uh, is at the moment, let me know. If you don't want it to change, let me know. If you do want it to change and you like the new system or the new setup that I'm in a design, um, let me know. Just, yeah, if you have time, always give me some feedback. If there's anything that uh, comes across your mind that you think could help improve Aussie English and... Yeah, I might leave it at that for today, guys. Thanks again for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to be able to help you with your English, with your Aussie English, and I'll chat to you soon. All the best.